if there's ever a time where we needed to pull together as believers of Christ and, and unite and try to strengthen and make the world a better place, it's now. Mm-hmm. And that, that sounds like he's yeah. preaching our message. <laughs> there's one body, one church, one spirit, one hope. The realities of the faith, the realities that unify us are already there. Christ praying for unity. What should we all be praying for? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the one prayer request of Jesus. Think about it in the Bible that we actually have a say in whether or not it comes to fruition or not. I think in what God has done in you guys and in, uh, in this podcast and the, the multitude of folks that you're reaching, the diversity, whatever God intended when, he's, when you started this, he's able to bring it to completion. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Whole Church Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Joshua Knoll, here with your other co-host, TJ Tiberius Juan Blackwell. <coughs> Hello. And, uh, also, we're here with uh, Caroline Harris, who is the host of a Cup Full of Hope podcast. Uh, she's also a blogger and a writer, and we might talk about some of the other stuff she does as well. We're really excited to just talk about everything she does. They have a great show, and um, can't wait to introduce you to kind of the personality behind that today. Uh, before we do, I want to take a quick review of some of our audience answers to some past silly questions. Um, so first, I want to say... My wife's, I'm going to use her answer first, was, um, so the question was, if you were an action figure or a toy, what would you want in your playset? My wife said raccoons. She will always say raccoons. So that one, that one was pretty easy. I also liked Niles Merritt's answer. He just said he wanted to be included with uh, one of those like spring-loaded rockets. Thought that was yeah. pretty great. Yeah, I mean, those, those are just fun, so, you know. And then uh, Aaron Hardy. I like her answer a lot because I, I can envision it the best. Uh, she, she's been on the show before, actually. She said that she would like to have slides included with hers, which for some reason my brain initially thought like PowerPoint slides because I don't know. But yeah, no, like toy slides. So you just put little toy Aaron on, she just slide down. So that's that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. without further ado, we'll uh, jump into today's silly question. All right, so today's silly question. If you had to fight in real life, one, any one arcade game villain, uh, which would you choose? I know Josh already has his answer, so he's going to go first. Okay, all right, yeah, that's fine. Uh, what do you say, they're called Koopas? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the little turtles from like the old Mario game where you just jump on them. I would fight that of any of the ones I could think of. I think that's realistically the one I'm most likely to be able to beat. And also I just like turtles and I think it'd be funny to watch a turtle throw a hammer at me. I mean, I, I could probably dodge it. So yeah, right. I'm going to go with, mm-hmm. with a Cuba. Yeah. So TJ, you want to go first, give our guest time to think. Sure. So I, I think I would choose Dan from super street fighter two turbo, which, you know, if you are familiar, you know why, but, for those who aren't, uh, the cast of Street Fighter is, you know, absurdly talented and powerful martial artists, except for Dan. Dan's just there as a joke. He's super weak. He's not very good. He's he's actually awful. Uh, so, you know, I'm pretty confident that I would be able to beat Dan. Softly, solid answer. Maybe Dan will be the next character in a Smash Bros. <laughs> Dan's actually not bad in the later games, so... Uh. They just kind of abandoned the joke. That's less funny. Um, so, Caroline, uh, if you had to pick any, char- any character in a, um, or villain in an arcade game to fight in real life, 
Who would you pick? Well, I used to play a lot of Street Fighter, so I thought about going that direction. However, I landed on also a Mario figure, and that is Bowser. Oh, man. Oh, man. That, that sounds like a that's tough. <laughs> I like a good challenge. I'm up. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, well, I, I mean, if you could just do the unrealistic, why, why not just do it? Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> At least if it's like the first Bowser, you can just run under him and hit the button and he'll fall yes. into lava. You know, I don't know if we can set that up in real life, but we can try. Hopefully. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So without further ado, we'll jump into kind of the more serious stuff. Uh, we just kind of do that to break the ice and whatever. Um, so but before we move on to talk about your show, we did kind of want to know a little bit more about you. So could you tell us some about your testimony so our listeners can kind of hear how you came to know Christ? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be honored to. So I was born and raised in Oklahoma. I am first generation in my family to be born in the States. And I was born in the great, exciting state of Oklahoma. I I did not grow up in a Christian home. I actually started going to church when I was in middle school, thanks to a neighbor who invited me. So I have two older brothers. One of my brothers and I were invited by my neighbor, really, because they had kids who are our age. And we started going to church. And, you know, it was one of those things at the time, I didn't know anything different. Uh, They had a great youth group. We got super involved. We were there probably every Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, My brother actually ended up marrying the pastor's daughter of that church. And at the time, that was a Presbyterian church. And so uh, initially, that is when, you know, I met Jesus. And uh, my parents didn't have any objections. They just kind of let us do our own thing. But a lot of the Christian life for me was figuring it out on my own. Uh, so, you know, when I was in college, I would get involved in Bible studies and so on and so forth. And then really, even after college, it was just me a little bit on my own, if you will, uh, trying to find a church in the Dallas area, which is now where I live. So that is a little bit about what it looked like. I don't know if I can answer any more questions. I'd be happy to, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah. I always think it's helpful to hear people's testimony because, you know, you, you can argue with a lot of other stuff. It's hard to argue with someone's story. And, uh, you know, our, our main goal is to ungender church unity. So when we think about ways to be united, you know, the first step is to acknowledge all of us have a story and we all love Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that, that's where we're at with that. Um, now this isn't, this isn't really relevant. This is just out of curiosity. I had to ask it at some point during this. Um, I, I've been listening to your show. You mentioned you kind of were a tomboy, right? Yeah. Um, Two older brothers, you know, I hung with the boys playing Street Fighter and Mario. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and you mentioned you like watching sports. And at one point you mentioned college football. And I have to ask, even though I know this could endanger our unity, which team? (laughs) Well, to be completely honest, I just kept up with really the top 25. I, because I love a good rivalry. I I could even think back on games now where it was like, you know, the number 25 team beat number two or whatever it was. I did go to Baylor. And so there's been a few years where Baylor had, a, you know, some good years. Yeah. And so, of course, I followed closely then. However, those were very short lived. I I would really just keep up with the big 12 top 25 um, SEC, of course, but um, 
Yeah, you still watch watch a lot of football. <laughs> okay, okay, that's that's not as bad as it could have been. I, I could have said <laughs> yes. You could have said Florida State Auburn. University. Okay, Florida hey, State. No, that's the Florida only State. good team. <laughs> no, that's could have said Florida. If you would have said Florida, Clemson, or um, Texas A and M, I, I might have just ended the podcast. But well, you, know, you, you might have heard my <laughs> co-host say Clemson a time or two. So. Glad that she's not on this yeah, so recording. So you notice she's not here. So <laughs> and I take I take delight every time Texas A and M loses. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that much. So that makes well, my heart happy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's personal for us. That's uh, their coach did my team kind of bad when he moved over there. But that's yeah. that's a different podcast. <laughs> yes, there you so, go. So uh, to get back on the subject, uh, what denomination are you a part of now, or have you historically been a part of? Or, you know, whatever. yeah. So, you know, in some ways, a little bit all over the place, that church I mentioned that I started going to in middle school was Presbyterian. My parents, we all moved my junior of high school and I just went to church on my own. And that was a Methodist church. In college, I started going to Baptist church, but now I go to a non-denominational church, excuse me, what a big word to say, Um, and been there about seven years. So really since college have been attending just two different churches and both have been non-denominational. Awesome. Awesome. So what, what can you tell us about the church you go to right now? What's unique about it? Well, you know, the church that we go to now actually completely changed our lives. So for us, there's a lot (laughs) of unique about it. It, It's a spirit filled church. We believe in the gifts of the spirit. We believe the gifts are alive and active. And so I would say what's unique is, you know, we see a lot of churches around or, you know, even ones that I've been into that I grew up in, not, uh, not living that out, not accessing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And um, so in some ways, it almost felt night and day from every other church that I went to in a good way. And it's not, you know, it's never our church versus this church. It's the body, of course, coming together and there being unity. However, for me personally, like you just mentioned, you can't deny a testimony. You can't deny the experience has completely changed my life because of the healing, um, because of the worship and, and just the hope that it carries. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We're both, um, members of a Pentecostal church. So our, our church is pretty big on spiritual gifts, but there you go. Uh, yeah. I, but I did attend a non-denominational church when I was in college that, uh, it's still kind of affirmed the spiritual gifts, but I think it was a lot more, um, intellectual based, which, you know, that kind of changed my path as well. So I kind of, Non-denominational churches got a lot to offer, so I really, really appreciate that. Well, and to your point, I don't know if our church would say that's what they are. They would probably say, hey, we're Pentecostal, spirit-filled. Um, you know, they're not, you think of like, is it Acts 29 churches or, you know, there's all these different route, like spheres. I don't know where they would fall under that umbrella. So I should probably know those things. <laughs> I don't. However, you know um, they love Jesus. That, that's they love Jesus. <laughs> they believe in Holy Spirit. They love Father. So we have to have all three and, and we have to have spirit and truth. And so, you know, I think there are these churches that it's it's all spirit. And I think that can get very, uh, you know, dangerous a little bit. And then there's a lot of churches that are all truth with no spirit. And so I love that ours merges spirit and truth and offers both because I believe we have to have both. Yeah. Yeah. It's like salt and pepper. You can't have one without the other. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So uh, one thing we like to do to help us get a little better acquainted with our guests beliefs is our speed round. 
uh, we're just going to ask you a few questions. And all we ask is that you answer them all in one sentence, you know, or less. And if you don't think you can do that, just say pass and we'll skip it. How does that sound? One sentence or less. All right. I I told you I love a good challenge. Here we go. I'm up for it. (laughs) All right. I hope so. So how would you define what church is? A body of believers who are desiring to look more like Jesus and make disciples of the world. Right. What are your beliefs on election? I believe that it's important. And I vote pass. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What is your view on the Trinity? It's important that we recognize all three members of the Trinity. Uh, Do you believe in the continuation of the gifts of the Spirit? Absolutely. Uh, Do you believe that speaking in tongues is the initial evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit? I don't believe that you have to speak in tongues to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I do believe in speaking in tongues. Uh, Do you believe sanctification is... as an ongoing process or a one-time event? Ongoing process. Uh, Do you believe drinking alcohol is a sin? No. Do you believe swearing or cursing is a sin? Yes. Uh, Which of the seven sacraments do you adhere to, if any? And we have a list if you want me to read them off to you. Yeah, and then do you want me to just say yes or no? Sure. Uh, Baptism? Yes. The Eucharist? Yes. Confirmation? Yes. Reconciliation? Yes. Anointing of the sick? Yes. Marriage? Yes. Holy orders? I believe so, but might need more clarity. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what are your beliefs on baby baptism? I believe that people should be baptized when they understand the full meaning of it. All right. Well, that's it. That's the speed round. Congratulations. Did I pass? Yeah. You absolutely did. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> so, great. Yeah. You, you only use like a half of a pass. So, I mean, that, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, that, that was great. Oh, man. So, you are a blogger, a writer, a podcaster. Um, I'm probably missing a few more errs in there, but uh, <laughs> could you kind of give us a rundown of how you got started and everything that you're doing and maybe just kind of. I don't know, the elevator pitch for what all it is. Absolutely. Yes. I need to work on that elevator pitch. So here we go. <laughs> so yeah, went to Baylor, got a degree in finance and marketing, got married after college. I met my husband at a church that we were going to and was honestly just doing life, doing the cor- corporate world thing. Um, I was living as a Christian. However, I would say there wasn't a whole lot of fruit on my life. Um, really you know, again, called myself a Christian, was in church Sundays. But other than that, there wasn't much more to show for it. So about a year into our marriage, we were given a diagnosis of infertility, which is super common. One in uh, six-ish couples go through infertility. One in four have a miscarriage, and yet no one talks about it. And it was about a week after that diagnosis that the Lord had impressed it upon my heart to start a blog. And I really just laughed at him. I'm like, you've got to 
be kidding me. You know, I don't write. I, again, finance degree, love numbers, love Excel, um, have always struggled in the area of reading and writing and so on and so forth. Uh, but I was obedient. And so that really kicked off this journey of where I am now. So to summarize, that's been about eight years ago. And I do have a blog over a thousand blog posts on there. It really started off just to uh, share our infertility journey, however, has morphed into just a place where I share spiritual encouragement. So the blog is called In Due Time. And out of the blog was birthed a book also called In Due Time. It was just written as a devotional style, a 60-day devotional that could encourage anyone who was who was waiting on the Lord for something, which which in reality should be or probably is all of us. And so birthed that book as a baby, felt like it at least in 2016. And then in 2013, started a ministry. It, I didn't even know I was starting a ministry, to be completely honest. I had a few people over in my living room, a few women who I knew were struggling to conceive and grow their family. And we just started seeing a lot of life. Um, women's hearts were getting healed. Prayer lives were being just uh, revitalized, if you will. Babies were being born and the Lord just breathed on it and it grew and it grew and grew. And so now we are an official nonprofit, an official ministry. We have 50 in-person groups across the United States and Europe and Canada. And then we have 10 virtual groups. We do an annual conference. And so, yes. And then the last leg of it all, <laughs> going to keep going here for another <laughs> second, is a podcast called A Cut Full of Hope. So I was previously co-hosting with my friend who lives out in South Carolina. We actually met on Instagram, became best friends, and moving forward into 2021, we'll be leading that on my own. So... That's what I do full time now. I did quit my corporate job. The Lord did lead me to do that. And I am full time um, working or I should say volunteering for Moms in the Making, blogging, hope to at some point write another book and podcasting as well. Right. Oh, wow. wow. That is yeah, that's uh, quite the amount of things. Yeah, it sounds it's, like a lot of work. I'm, I'm tired just listening to you. <laughs> I'm, you know, tired would be a great word to describe right now. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I think sometimes people are like, yeah, I think that we glorify people who are in these positions and it's like they don't understand the cost that comes with it, one, but uh, just the amount of work that goes into it, too, because we're really ministering through Moms in the Making to thousands of women. And so um, it's great, but there's also, you know, it's it's brought great joy as well. And I consider it an honor to be a part of it all. Right. Uh, so what's the most interesting thing you've learned so far in your ministries? That's a great question. I think interesting would just be navigating what life is like in ministry. You know, I say that and I believe that we are all in ministry, whether you are a mom, a teacher, a businessman, a real estate developer or a pastor, we're all in ministry. But I just think it's just I never imagined doing anything that I'm doing. In fact, it's the complete opposite of anything that I would want to be doing. And so I think it's just been navigating this season of what it's looked like. And, um, and it just, you know, it's not all bells and whistles. It's not all, it doesn't have a pretty bow on it. It comes with great um, complexities. And, and so, but at the same time, it comes with great joy. I think, 
the hardest part has been probably the persecution. And we know we d- we're doing something worth persecuting when we what we face persecution. So, um, you know, I know that's biblical and yet that has been, it's been difficult as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. There's always uh, someone who wants to oppose what you're doing when you're uh, absolutely. Yeah. So you guys get really, uh, really real on your show, you know, some stuff that's uh, maybe a lot of other people would shy away from or some stuff that they would just keep personal. You guys just throw it out there. Um, How do you think that doing that enables you to connect better to your audience or maybe help on genre unity better with other believers or um, yeah. How do you, how do you think that affects that kind of thing? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I am a, I want to go deep. I don't want to have the conversations of like, how's the weather? And there's a time and place for that. Don't get me wrong, but I like doing life with people. And I think so often things can stay so surfacey, but it's, it, wow, things change when we can go deep, when we can build kind of some intimacy. And and so I do think for us, we have been vulnerable in sharing a lot of things. And, and I would be honest in telling you at the same time, there's a lot of things that we don't share. And I, I feel like I'm having a hard time, even in my personal life, personal life, navigating that as I'm just facing a lot of hard right now, just hard and heavy things. And it's like, I want to be vulnerable. And at the same time, I want to protect those things. And I want to make sure I'm not going straight to a podcast or straight to an Instagram to share them, but that I'm instead taking them to the father and talking through those things with him. So I do hope as a listener who would be tuning in that they have appreciated that we've been willing to share. And, um, and hopefully it has made people feel like, Hey, they're invited into our living room. You know, they're a part of our friendship. They're a part of the community that we've built. And, and that's really ultimately what we long for. Hey everyone. Uh, just wanted to take a quick break to tell you all the ways you can help keep this show going. The whole church podcast, your favorite church unity podcast. Follow us on social media. You can share this episode on your own social media. Subscribe to our newsletter by emailing us at thewholechurch at gmail.com. Subscribe to our show at your favorite podcast provider, whatever that may be. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast. Remember, every dollar counts. Especially that last one. <laughs> you say that about all of them, DJ. It's true every time. So yeah. let's get back to the show. I gotta say, one thing, one thing I just really appreciate about your show as I've listened to a few episodes is, um, A, the intro. I know we mentioned that before the podcast. I gotta tell everybody, the intro music on that is just spectacular. It, it, and it kind of adds to the point that I, that I want to make that I really liked is um, you guys don't deny the darkness you're in, but rather are a light in it. So you reveal, hey, we have these tough situations, but the whole podcast is still about hope and having hope in the midst of those situations. So it's interesting to see you know, a lot of people feel like being a light is acting like nothing's wrong and happy all the time. Or you guys put out a pretty good example, I believe, of showing that there is darkness, but we can still be a light in that with our hope. So I, I really appreciate what you guys do with that. Well, that's so good to hear that really was our heart, even the name, a cup full of hope of, hey, we faced hard situations. You know, my husband and I trying to have kids for eight years, um, a cancer diagnosis, two-year-old nephew who passed away, you know, just we all have the long list, right? We all have it. 
And yet, yet we can still carry hope. We can still carry joy. And so that really was our whole heart. And so I'm glad to hear from your perspective that that message is getting conveyed. So that's encouraging to me for sure. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Right. We love that. Uh, So we know Jessica is leaving the show. Uh, What can you tell us and our audience about the future of your show from this point forward? Yeah, definitely. That's a great question. So when we started our podcast, we both were really feeling like this is something we are supposed to do. And our heart really in entering the podcast was we're just going to go until we hear the Lord say no. And we didn't, we heard him, you know, we just heard him say go. And so we went for it. Well, speaking of hard things and tragedy, Jessica's son passed away in May of 2020. And so she's just really been in a season of completely taking a step back from ministry and taking a step back from podcasting and really being very active in the blog world, social media world as well. And so, So I am continuing and what's beautiful is she's blessed it and she, she just knows, Hey, look, I'm in a season of deep grief. I need to minister to my family, but I want to bless you as you continue. So, um, I will be interviewing guests as I actually started doing after she took a step back initially when her son passed away. And then I hope to do just some one, um, one-off episodes as well of me praying over certain things. So for instance, I did one back in November on praying for the election, praying for the virus, praying for specific topics. And I do foresee more of that in the future as well. Awesome. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I look, I look forward to see what you guys do next with that. It's, uh, thank really you. Really encouraging everything that you guys do. And, um, hopefully everybody will go over to wherever, everywhere it's at and check out a cup full of things. Thank great you. Stuff. Um, no, hopefully our show goes that smoothly when I leave after this episode. No, no that's a joke. That's <laughs> not true. Well, you, say, you, you mean when I leave. You might have <laughs> just gotten fired after that. <laughs> yeah, he's the boss. <laughs> I fired myself. There you oh, go. No. I, I wish I could uh, do that some days. I've tried. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's a whole another podcast. <laughs> oh, man. So one thing we like to ask every guest that comes on our show, it's um just if you had to give one practical and tangible action that someone could step away from this. You know, if they hear the last do, 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 they walk out and they could just go do this one thing. And it would help better maintain unity in the church. What would the one thing be? I love this question. This is so fun to me. I think it would be super powerful if every person did something that felt very opposite to them. So, for instance, <laughs> I just think it's powerful to operate in the opposite realm. So I think if you are listening right now and you are really struggling financially, I think it would actually be super powerful to sow into this podcast or sow into your church or sow into wherever you're getting ministered to. Um, I believe that actually breaks the spirit of poverty. If you are currently offended because so-and-so hurt your feelings, I think it would be super powerful to bless that person again, to operate in the opposite spirit. And so, you know, we don't know what all of your listeners are going through. However, I think whether it is tangibly, whether it's praying for someone who's offended you, whether it's blessing someone with finances or a meal, I think 
wow, if we all operated in that opposite realm, um, a lot of demonic forces would probably be broken. And I believe that would be really powerful. I mean, that sounds like something Jesus would say. (laughs) Well, I hope so. You know, I read his word and he's got a lot of good things to say in there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like like some of this. (laughs) You know, if you like that question, you should go check out uh, our other 70 episodes where we ask the exact same question. (laughs) Well, so now do I get to ask you a question? Because I would love to know what your favorite response has been. You know, that would take a very long time. (laughs) Your response. (laughs) But if everyone did that, if everyone did what you said and operated in that opposite realm, uh, what do you think we would see change? What would be the ramifications of that action from each of our listeners? Yeah, I think it would just bring forth a lot of life. Again, I think there's something, for instance, if someone curses you, it, it really opens the door up for the enemy. It opens up this door for you to start getting critical and complaining and gossiping and tearing that person apart. But the minute that you start blessing them, it automatically stops this this uh, demonic attack from going full force ahead. And so I do think it would just stop and cease or at least slow down a lot of the enemy's game and tactics to tear the body apart, to cause division, um, to cause people to, you know, um, get angry with each other and, and sin to happen and so on and so forth. So I just believe, again, it, even if it didn't stop the game that he, the enemy plays, it would, it would at least slow down any demonic force right and that would be awesome so yes you know if everyone could just do exactly what she says that would be ideal yes uh, so to start closing out first thing we do in our outro uh, we like to do our god moment segment uh, we just share something that god has done for us recently whether it's a blessing or a challenge or whatever what have you any of those things and as is customary i like to make josh go first Awesome. Uh, Great. Because I can. Yeah. 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 Because he's the boss. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, just over the last weekend, we found out that, uh, Tiffany, my wife tested positive for coronavirus. I mean, by this point, everything's well and good and it's done past, but then this is published and you're listening to it. But, uh, I don't know. It's been, um, it's been interesting kind of being quarantined. You know, it's, um, for me, who's kind of a really strong introvert, it's not been that much of a challenge. But, you know, trying to look at it as uh, the opportunity and reading a little bit more. You know, my pastor had a book he gave to me that he wanted me to read through. And I'll, well, I've got plenty of time to do that now. So, so it's, uh, you know, trying to utilize the time that I have been given. And uh, also, you know, dealing with everything that comes with being out of work and all that and praying over that situation. So that's, um, I don't know, like a pretty, pretty substantial God moment. Like it's just been a long period of time. But I still count it as one moment. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And, you know, that gives you a ton of time to watch the rest of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Man, I've been getting into it. I and mean, that was almost my um, my God moment was uh, how to do with that, actually, because, you know, it points out a lot of uh, what happens when you get into religiosity. But yeah. I won't get good to go. Yeah, it's a great show. But that's, that's not what we're here to talk about. We have a separate podcast where we review Star Wars. No, we don't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're about but we to. could. We, <laughs> but, uh, you know, for me. I think my God moment this week is is a challenge, which, you know, just like Josh's, by the time you're hearing this, it's long past. But uh, a lot of people in my family have started getting the coronavirus. Uh, my grandparents and great uncle and 
brother-in-law. And, you know, that's not exactly what you like to hear, you know, during this time of our lives. But everyone's doing okay so far, uh, you know, so could be worse. And I still haven't gotten it, which is great. But, uh, yeah, it's just a challenge in these times. So, you know, dealing with it. But, you know, uh, Caroline, what's uh, what's your God moment segment? Yeah, so I might have mentioned that I was the first generation to be born in the States. My dad is from the Netherlands, grew up there, was raised there. And what is a then just a crazy kind of full circle God moment, I think I'm still trying to understand what all the Lord's doing in the spirit realm is we just launched a Moms in the Making group in the Netherlands. And so it's just been kind of crazy to be like, oh my gosh, these, these are my people. <laughs> like these are, this is where all my aunts live and my uncles live and my dad grew up and, you know, my grandparents have now passed, but it's just been fun how out of every country we could have launched another group in, um, the Lord chose someone in the Netherlands. So that's been exciting. It's been fun. I'm just thank thanking him for that. And just those seeds that are being planted over in Europe is uh, just amazing. Right. Awesome. And the Netherlands is just gorgeous. Isn't it the best? Well, Man. one of the best. There's so just so many pretty all. places. Pictures I mean, are cool. Yeah, I've never been, but like, you know, looking at it, it's, it's really nice. I'd yeah. like, like to go see it one day. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that, that's, uh, yeah, we'll be praying uh, praying with you for that. Thank and you. hopefully, uh, you know, those groups continue to do well. Yes. Um, where can people, <laughs> say, where can people find you? Uh, and, you know, whether it be, if they're looking for one of the moms in the making groups, or if they want to just read your blog or your podcast, uh, where all can they find your plethora of stuff? Yeah, right. I know. Yes, that's yeah. a great question. So if you or if you know someone who is struggling to get pregnant, stay pregnant, miscarriage, anything like that, adopting foster care, you can just go to momsinthemaking.com. You can also look us up on Instagram and Facebook at Moms in the Making. And then if you want to get connected with kind of my blog side, personal side, just some um, truth, encouragement I share on In Due Time, my handle is actually trusting In Due Time. So trusting In Due Time, you can for sure Google Caroline In Due Time and my blog and website will come up as well. And then our podcast is a Cupful of Hope podcast. We do have Instagram and Facebook for that with uh, the handle a cup full of hope podcast as well. So everyone go check her out. Uh, you know, even if you might not seem like the target audience, check it out. You know, clearly help Josh. Josh is not a mom in the making. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least not that I know of. But well, yeah, uh, if you're just looking for hope. <laughs> yeah. Some future guests for our podcast. Uh, we'll have associate pastor Kelly O'Sullivan, uh, who's been on the podcast before. Uh, Pastor Charles White, who we had him on, right? Yeah, yeah, he's, he was part on. Of the, um, yeah, yeah, our, yeah. He was part of our Black History Month episode. Or Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter yeah. episode. Uh, Paul Calcott from the Real People Real Talk podcast. And Paul, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I don't know how to say your last name. I hope it wasn't too bad. But <laughs> uh, we'll work on that before we interview him. Uh, and of course, you know, at the end of this season, uh, we will have Francis Chan. Who mm -hmm. probably doesn't know about it. You know, Who hopefully does not know about it yeah. yet, because that would mean he's declined to appear. 
Yeah, well, actually, we emailed him, and one of his assistants responded with, uh, we're not sure what 2021 is going to be. I'm not sure if he knows or not. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, you know? we'll, we'll find out. If season one ever ends, then. Yeah, but we are making an attempt to end season one, so y'all just hang in. Right. Right. Thank no, you all so much for your season. time. Yeah. Thank you all so much for your time. Uh, tune in next week for another great episode. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.